This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Alec Baldwin had an impromptu press conference on the side of the road. He was sick and tired of being followed by reporters on the weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, they have questions about the, the shooting death of the cinematographer on the set of his latest film, Rust. Baldwin pulled the trigger. Investigation is ongoing. Um, so they had been trailing Baldwin for a while in Vermont when he pulled over to the side of the road and he just answered their questions to get rid of them, you know, get it over with. Uh, his wife, Baldwin's wife, Hilaria, was recording the whole thing. She was there as well. And here's some of the audio from that. I'm not allowed to make any comments because it's an ongoing investigation. I've been ordered by the sheriff's department in Santa Fe. I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. It's an active investigation in terms of a woman died. She was my friend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were a very, very, you know, well-oiled crew shooting a film together, and then this horrible event happened. Do you think production will start up again on No, I doubt it necessarily. Anything else? Okay. So just do me a favor, you know what? My kids are in the car crying. Because you guys are following and all them, I want to do, know. as a courtesy to you, I came to talk to you. Now, please, would you just not follow us for the rest of this? Just, just leave us alone. Just go home. No word on whether or not that worked or if they kept following. <laughs> God, I hate paparazzi. That would be super annoying, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, all the great things about fame, but that is terrible. Car in your rearview mirror that just won't go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions was, will they finish shooting that movie? And I was with some friends on the weekend, and we were talking about this, and they were like, I wonder if they'll finish. Baldwin saying no. Yeah. Understandably, it would be tough for anyone to go return to that set. You think there's some sort of insurance to cover a portion of the losses that they're going to occur. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how far along the process it would have to have been for them to they finish said, the we'll film. Finish it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they finished the crow under less. Uh, that was really close to the start of the shoot. Yeah. When, was it really? Yeah, Brandon mm. Lee died pretty early on. A lot of that movie was CGI and another actor wearing makeup. Mm. So I, I, it doesn't sound like the same thing is going to happen here. Baldwin saying it's not, but there he is on the side of the road, impromptu press conference, slash please leave me alone, paparazzi. <laughs> and a shout out to all the Mo bros who are growing their mustaches starting today for November. Jim, you grew your mustache for your Halloween costume, but you're not keeping it. It's not sticking around. No. Well, maybe. Yeah, I got to shave it th- today for, for staff photos, but maybe I'll, it's November 1st, maybe I'll just regrow it. And that's the rule. If you're doing November, you're supposed to start fresh on the 1st. Mm-hmm. Like part mm-hmm. of it is the first couple weeks, the, the awkward phase of people making jokes about, hey, you got some dirt on your upper lip there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're raising money, it should be, there should be some discomfort involved, right? <laughs> Austin Matthews, one of the uh, most notorious mustaches in hockey right now. <laughs> yeah. He is uh, is lending his stash to Movember. He's put out a pretty funny video that you can find on YouTube. Here's a little sample. Raising funds for mental health and suicide prevention, testicular and prostate cancer research. Help me raise $134,000 for Movember, and I promise I will shave this off and you will not have to see my stash again. Until next year. So Austin's going reverse Movember. 
He will shave his mustache if he can raise $134,000. Nice. Movember.com slash Austin Matthews if you want to donate. I hope he does it. I hope he does it. I, I love Austin Matthews, but the mustache, oh, yikes. It seems to be, it's coming in a little bit better now, I think. Yeah, is it? Yeah, and, and, unless in, like he did the uh, the thing I recommended with the... Um, mascara to darken it before he shot this <laughs> it seems thicker than i remember it in this video yeah it's thick like outwards but he still shaves it thin like a dirty porn star i don't even know like uh i don't know, the guy on every um there's something about mary um dill it whatever that he's got like that creeper mustache uh-huh yeah, I, in the in the Leafs documentary on Amazon, the one episode I watched before we had to turn it off because every second word is the f bomb. Yeah, um, his mom's on there. I, I didn't realize his mom is of Mexican heritage, so she says she likes the mustache because yes. it makes him look more Mexican. It does. Okay, now it makes sense. But he says he'll get rid of it. What if he gets rid of it and the Leafs start playing amazing? What if it's been the mustache that's been holding them back mm. the whole time? It's been interrupting his peripheral vision or something like that. <laughs> his teammates just can't stop staring at it. <laughs> like when someone has a mole on their face, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's distracting. Yeah, you're trying to, to go about your, your regular routine, but you can't stop. Your eyes keep getting drawn to it. Guacamole. <laughs> Austin Matthews willing to shave his stash if he can get $134,000. And good luck to all the uh, the new mustaches out there just getting starting their upper lip journey today for Movember. Corner Gas premiered 17 years ago, and the story wraps up tonight with the final episode of Corner Gas Animated. Joining us, the star of the show and its creator, Brent Butt. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Good morning. So, Corner Gas Animated tonight, is this, is this really the end, or are you guys, I guess, all that's left, you've done the movie, the TV series, live action, animated, like, is there a Corner Gas video game coming out at Broadway? some point? A Broadway show, that would be good. Yeah, Broadway is next, and then Puppet Show. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do like a marionette version, like the Thunderbirds from the 60s. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's wrapping up. This I, I, I do not foresee. I mean, I've learned long ago, never say never with this show. It's like a zombie. It won't uh, go away, right? It keeps uh, coming out of the dirt at you in some new <laughs> incarnation. But I, uh, I certainly have no uh, plans. I don't foresee anything beyond this, this being the end, which, like you said, you know, 17-year run. That's pretty good for a show that I never thought anybody was going to watch in the first place. So you knew this was going to be the final episode. Will fans be getting some closure tonight? I think so. We, You know, when we got word from the network that this was going to be the final season, we were pretty far down the production road. We had all our stories broken. We're, there was supposed to be 12 episodes in the season. And when uh, we found out this was going to be the last season, we asked for an extra episode because we wanted to write something that gave it the proper send-off. We wanted to end things in the right way. And so they, they greenlit that. They gave us a thumbs up for the extra episode. We came up with a, a script that I think really, if you're a fan of Corner Gas, I think you'll like the way this show ends. We're really proud of it. And if you're a fan of Canadian A-list hunk Ryan Reynolds, you're also going to enjoy tonight's episode. Big time cameo. How'd you land him? Yeah, I mean, I kind of asked myself the same thing. You know, we he was always on my list of people that I wanted to get. You have your, like, your dream list of cameo guest star people. 
And I always, we never reached out because I always assumed his people would politely decline, you know. But we were able to, once we realized this is the last episode, this is our last shot, we were able to reach out to him directly. And he just said yes right away. He read the script, thought it was funny. He said, yeah, I'll do this right away. Recorded it super fast. We had the files with his voice on it so quick, made our head spin. We were like, did this actually just happen? Guy's <laughs> a pro. And, um, <laughs> and he sent me a really nice little DM on uh, Twitter, just congratulating us on the run and thanking us for making him a part of the, the show. Is he playing himself, or is he another character on the show tonight? No, he's he's playing himself in a in a Wanda fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> is he still upset you beat him in uh, uh, Canada's sexiest uh, comedian back in 2010 by McLean's magazine? <laughs> I didn't even realize that happened. It, did, <laughs> it didn't, but imagine if it did. Now it is kind of redundant having he and I both on the same show. It's a little redundant. <laughs> it's too much sexy. Yeah. Corner Gas premiered 17 years ago, and tonight Corner Gas Animated comes to an end, wrapping up the storyline that started uh, way back when with Brent Butt. Not to take away from Ryan Reynolds, but some of the other guest stars you've been able to to get on Corner Gas over the years. Any uh, standouts? Yeah, like I said, you know, you always have your, your dream list, and sometimes you're able to land them, sometimes you can't. I always had to, like Bob Newhart was a big, uh, I, I really wanted to get Bob Newhart. I had a story idea for this was on the live action where he would play my grandfather oscar's dad and Hmm. he was the opposite of oscar super mellow and easygoing um but we couldn't land him but then i also on my dream list was michael j fox and we got him to uh guest star in an episode and uh uh, on corner guys animated i flew down to new york recorded him at his office and it was that was one of the most surreal ones for me because i've been such a huge fan of michael j fox for so long and then when I was growing up in Tisdale, Saskatchewan, I always made a point of watching Family Ties. I thought it was such a well-done sitcom. The old Falcon Theater in Tisdale watching Back to the Future, and then here I am in New York in his office. Hmm. Was it in and out, or did you get to spend a little uh, personal time with him? Did you guys, uh, like, make a day of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you're frolicking in the park, that kind of thing, <laughs> playing Frisbee. <laughs> No, no, it was it was pretty, you know, he's a busy guy and uh but I was in his office for about an hour and it was um it was amazing. It was one of the highlights of my uh career. Oh, that's so cool. With the uh the end of Corner Gas, you you've had people following this show for 17 years. You're like their extended family. Uh do you want to take the opportunity to to say anything to all those fans who have supported the show for for decades? No, thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course I would. Anybody who took time to uh, spend a half hour with us and our dopey little show throughout the uh, week, it means the world to us, and I'll never be able to thank you enough. I, I won't be able to articulate what it means properly, but certainly meant the world to us. Changed my life, absolutely. And uh, it's been the blessing of my life to get to do this show. Well, Brent, but I think you uh, you also changed uh, the landscape of Canadian television, especially the sitcom. You look at what's come after Corner Gas, Schitt's Creek, and Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny, mm-hmm. the, the recognition that Canadian shows are getting internationally, and you can trace that directly back to 17 years ago with Corner Gas. Jim, I, I know we were talking about the show off the air, and you said something that 
I think, Brent, you'll take as a compliment. The U.S. had Seinfeld corner gas is the Canadian Seinfeld, where you guys were just so great at taking a small little idea and turning it into an enjoyable half hour of television. So thanks for all the laughs over the years, and we look forward to Corner Gas Animated, the final episode tonight. Brent Butt, thanks for coming on the show, man. It was my pleasure. Thanks for the kind words, and uh, lovely talking to you. Hey, we got uh, we got a movie we're going to on Thursday night, Jim, and now yeah. I'm not very excited to see it thanks to this article you sent me. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'd take uh, critics with a grain of salt, but officially uh, The Eternals, the latest MCU film, is the lowest rated MCU film on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics so far. The audience hasn't weighed in as it hasn't came out yet, but uh, not looking great. 63% on Rotten Tomatoes what it has so far. Which is still, it's a decent movie, watchable. If if something gets 63, it's usually okay. Yeah. I was reading about why the... um, why Why the ratings are so low. I guess it's very melodramatic. And I guess it's the same director who did... Um... Oh, I can't remember, but it's the woman from Fargo who was homeless and traveled across America. That movie that won some Oscars. Oh, she made that movie. Homeland? No, what was it called? Something... Or she lived in a van. Yeah, exactly. So you go from you know a very small indie type movie that's all about emotions to the superhero movie. I think they try to bring the emotional status to the superheroes, yeah, but, but it didn't quite work. Sometimes there's not enough emotion in the big blockbusters, right? And it's all CGI. It's terrible plots and just all about the action. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to, you got to find the balance is the problem. If it's too much talky-talky and not enough explodey-explodey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, especially when you add a bunch, because the thing is the Eternals has like, I don't know, eight members in it. And Guardians of the Galaxy did a great job introducing a bunch of new characters uh-huh. and keeping the emotion in it with the love story. But uh, yeah, eight brand new characters, not easy. What was the lowest rated MCU film before that? Thor's The Dark World, which was the second Thor movie. Got it. Yeah, and the best rated? Original Iron Man is up there. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, and Endgame. Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are the best ones. Okay, well, let's see. This could be better, because now you're going in with lowered expectations. True. So we may enjoy this movie more now, because the the critics on Rotten Tomatoes are poo-pooing Eternals. Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. I was looking up on the weekend when that comes out on Disney+. Plus. Two weeks. I believe the 12th of November. You'll be able to stream that at no additional cost if you've got Disney Plus at home. Nice. I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, you said it was good. Yeah. Was it, uh, what, what would you give it? 64? I, I'd say out of <laughs> 7 out of 10 explodies, and then probably 7 out of 10 emotionies as well. Emotionies? <laughs> so good emotiony explodey balance there. It's a good split. Good. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. World Series. The Braves blew a chance to uh, wrap it up last night. Yeah, the Braves uh, went into last night with a 3-1 series lead. They had a grand slam that was hit in the first inning. Freddie Freeman went deep a couple innings later. They chased the Astros uh, starter pretty early in the game. But in the end, it was Houston over Atlanta 9-5. to And you almost wonder 
if this uh, could be a turning of the tide for Houston. Atlanta has played really well so far in the World Series. Houston hasn't really been able to get comfortable, but they've got home field advantage for the final two games of this series. And, you know, these things can turn on a dime. At, at this point, you know, the odds still favor Atlanta. I still want to see Atlanta beat Houston, uh, but the Astros have been here before. They've got the experience. And if I was a Braves fan, I might be a little bit nervous this morning. You've also been telling us that the Astros are uh, they're a comeback team. They, they've been pushing late innings to, to turn scores around and come back all season long. This is what they do, They, especially in the playoffs. They have been, you know, from the sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning on, they have been that come-from-behind team. One thing that is a bit concerning, if I were an Astros fan, is their starter for Game 6 is going to be pitching on three days rest. So uh, I hope the home field advantage works for them. Uh, I guess, I don't, I shouldn't say I, I No, you I'm, don't. You want them to lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't hope that, uh, that home field advantage works for them, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, but, I mean, this seems a bit risky if you're going to be starting a guy on three days rest. But if you're a Braves fan, you must love it. When the Braves uh, were up Saturday night, all I can think about is Mattress Mac. Eh? <laughs> this guy, this mattress salesman down in Houston who stands to win $36 million if the Astros are able to pull this thing out. Yeah, I got a feeling he won't be broke if he loses, though. <laughs> Feel like it'll be fine. I looked up Mattress Max net worth over a hundred mil. Yeah, so, you know, yeah mil, he'll right? survive. Yeah, this is just <laughs> an advertising campaign. He's probably found a way to write this bet off. <laughs> He's got three point five million dollars riding on the uh, the series, but a huge win if he gets it. That's Mattress Mac in a, in a nutshell for you right there. He's always he's always a winner. Doesn't matter who wins or loses. I mean, one of the big uh, stars of the uh, the whole week, I think, has been Joe Buck going between World Series games, then calling uh, Thursday Night Football, uh, calling World Series games again on the weekend. He's been working pretty much every day of the week. I know not everyone loves Joe Buck as a play-by-play guy, but I kind of like him, and he's uh, really showing his versatility this week. Game six, tomorrow night, just after 8 o'clock, first pitch. Thanks, Dev. (laughs) Jim, some good costume pictures. Posted on our Facebook page here. We uh, we posted pics of ours. I thought your shorts were going to be shorter. They could not be. They're crotch height. <laughs> they could not roll. Well, I mean, there's maybe an inch or two, but like, I actually did show up to the party, and one of the persons, one of the dudes, was like, "I need. I'm going to need one more roll on those pants." So I did roll them up further because I guess uh, maybe they're um, shorter on the show Reno 911 than I was portraying in real life. Jim so. was a Lieutenant Dangle, a character yeah. from Reno 911. And if you know that show, you know he wears some short shorts. I got a question for your your uh, costume, Taz. You were yeah. Fred Flintstone. What are you wearing on your head? I am wearing, that is the uh, water buffalo uh, hat. The Fred Flintstone, you know, he's a member of the water buffaloes. I did not know that. <laughs> What's that? It's like uh, the club that him and Barney go to all the time. The water buffalo hat. Oh. It's a blue hat with the horns. I had to go buy that hat because we borrowed, and a shout-out to our friends, the Stranos. They were Fred and Wilma a couple years ago for Halloween, so they had those costumes kicking around. They lent them to us. But Dave has hair, and I don't. Mm. He, he's got a crop of hair. Fred Flintstone has hair. I'm like, well, I need to buy a wig or I need to get something. Went to the costume store, saw that hat. I'm like, perfect. 
But obviously it wasn't too perfect because you didn't know what it was. Yeah. No, I watched Flintstones a little bit when I was a kid. I just don't remember. I don't remember those hats. Looks good, though. <laughs> Looks good on you. Nice hat. <laughs> but, Looks but good I will on see, you, though. Did you see? So we're getting people posting their costumes on our, uh, you know, these pics that we posted. Did you see the whole family that went as different sports trophies? That's fantastic. Yeah, I Incredible. was very impressed by that. Just back to the Flintstones quickly. We went to a party and we showed up and, and uh, Cindy, a friend of ours, comes over. She's like, yeah, people are in, in the kitchen. They're saying, who is that dressed as Fred Flintstone? We don't know. But the everyone's saying, I don't know, but Wilma looks hot. <laughs> That's so, great. But that is Fred Flintstone. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wilma's always too hot for Fred. Everyone's always like, what is Wilma doing with Fred? Of course. That schlub, <laughs> right? Classic American TV. So I think it added to our costume, the fact that my wife is is too good looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the trophies are great. The listeners who dressed as the trophies or some other really good ones. The kids in the kid costumes always cute. This little skunk. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's a cute one. Yeah. A little Space Jam Bugs Bunny, also good. Star Wars families. We didn't do the... Maybe next year we'll plan... Because we could have easily got a Bam Bam for my son and uh, a Pebbles for my daughter mm-hmm. and done the, the whole family as a, a theme. We saw it at a party we stopped in at on Saturday. There was a family who did the Mario um, theme. So there's Mario was the son and Luigi was the dad. Sister was the princess. Mom had a big mushroom on her head. <laughs> that was a good one. But some great costumes. Hopefully everyone had an awesome time on uh, on Halloween weekend. Fun to have it land on a uh, a Saturday Sunday next year Monday nighter hmm maybe the worst day for a Halloween party <laughs> I want to see you peacock we're talking peacock, sports with Devin Peacock our sports guy from Global News Radio Dev what uh, jumped out at you in the NFL this past weekend a couple of things for I me mean, number one the uh, Buffalo Bills got back on the winning side of things it took him a while to get on track against uh, Miami uh, for the longest time, this was a 3-3 game. They ended up winning 26-11. to uh, But the Bills seem to have uh, run into a bit of a situation where uh, they need to adapt to the league that is clearly adapted to them uh, because they're being played uh, much tougher as of late. And if the Miami Dolphins are giving them some trouble, uh, and the Dolphins had a good defense last year, but they haven't been quite as good this year, uh, then that might be hopefully a wake-up call that what they've been doing all along uh, isn't necessarily going to work. They need to tweak it a little bit to keep other teams on their toes. The New Orleans Saints uh, lost uh, Jameis Winston to injury uh, on Sunday. He has a knee injury. The uh, Saints are saying the injury could be significant. That would have a huge impact. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, yesterday, but the Buccaneers, uh, to me, still would be the, the driving team in the NFC South. And there was kind of a, a surprise with the New York Jets beating the Cincinnati Bengals, with um, the Jets missing Zach Wilson, their highly touted first-rounder, and they had Mike White making his first-ever start at quarterback, and he threw for over 400 yards. So good wow. for Mike White. Aaron Rodgers, did you see his Halloween costume? He went as John Wick, and it turns out uh, he's been growing his hair this whole time so he could be John Wick for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like a real dedication to a John Wick costume, doesn't it? I mean, how does it take that long to grow your... I mean, I can't grow hair at all. So, well, I, I mean, think Aaron yeah. Rodgers could also afford a pretty fine wig if need be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what he should 
should have gone as, did you see the picture of Aaron Rodgers with, with falling down with his uh, helmet strap up over his nose, all mm-hmm. cross-eyed and goofy looking last week? Yeah, it's a meme now. Yeah, he should have gone as himself in that meme. So meta. <laughs> <laughs> you save a lot of time, and, you know, I don't particularly like the long hair for Aaron Rodgers, so hopefully he cuts it now. But You're I just guess. hair jealous. <laughs> I am hair You're a hair hater. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to be bald just like me. Thanks, Dev. Oh, no, Jim. This is adding to the confusion of the day. You got cell phone providers who accidentally put the the clocks back on their phones, even though daylight savings uh, fall back isn't until this coming weekend. Um, You said you were at Tim Hortons this morning, and the Tim Hortons you usually stop at on the drive-in was not open yet. Uh We've got a number of listeners saying that today... There are some Tim Horton franchises that are starting new operating hours. What? Yeah. So, the, but that's their whole. So I can't get mu- coffee coming in. Oh man. Whew. Here's yeah. a text message. My local Tim's in Palmerston, Ontario, is now open from six a.m. to eleven p.m. Starting today, there was a sign posted at the drive-through yesterday. At one point, it was open twenty-four hours, but not anymore. Just 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's a big difference. The truckers in Palmerston are going to be livid. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't the, the whole thing about coffee? <laughs> you need it early? In the middle of the night, if you need <laughs> to stay awake, you, you go grab one. Man, there is going to be, I mean, I hope the roads are safe. Everybody's going to be <laughs> rushing to work and nobody's going to have any coffee in them. Some great pictures being sent our way here of Halloween costumes from the weekend. Look at this one on the text line, Jim. It's a, uh, looks like the, uh, Zeus's family photo here. Is that one of our listeners? Yeah, it's good. I looks professional. Wow. Yeah, it looks like one of those uh, YouTube families took that photo. You know, <laughs> you guys should be influencers. <laughs> it's the biggest compliment you can give someone nowadays. <laughs> Here's Colonel Sanders looking good. <laughs> That's good. Imagine you went to a party and brought real cra- uh, KFC. You'd, You'd be, be a, a hero. Yeah. Be amazing. Around midnight, you show up with like six buckets. Oh, my God. Extra crispy. Amazing. So we're seeing some of the best Halloween costumes from the weekend. I think uh, this is hands down the worst Halloween costume from the weekend. A teacher at Parkdale Collegiate Institute in Toronto is under investigation after he showed up to class on Friday wearing blackface as part of a Halloween costume. Obviously, I want to say, what is this guy thinking? But I want to times it by 10 because I saw a picture of this teacher and I can't tell what his costume is. It looks like his costume is a guy who went blackface. Like there's no, it, he just painted his face black. He's not a character. He's not anything. Yeah, it's kind of a blurry photo, but he's got his COVID mask on, blackface, and wearing a black T-shirt. So there's no context. The The student who took this picture, possibly, I don't know, but one of the students in the class says the teacher would not give the class an explanation for the blackface. Quote, it was really uncomfortable for me, and a lot of kids were really insulted. I just thought it was disgusting. 100%. What are you thinking? Like, like, this guy has to know it's going to get him fired, right? Yeah. What is you, that the costume? What is your costume? A guy who wants to test the limits of the teacher's union? <laughs> it's a great <laughs> costume then, bro. <laughs> you think you're going to keep your job after that? It's uh, 
Well, Justin Trudeau kept his, so maybe. <laughs> so yeah, just say you've changed. Maybe that's the point he's trying to make. Yeah, just say we all need to look at ourselves after they get you in trouble for it. But I do not understand, outside of a mental breakdown, what would cause somebody to show up, a teacher to show up to a classroom looking like that on on Halloween or any other day of the year. Yeah, I was reading about the story, and I guess he just, you know, showed up. There was a full assembly in the gym, and he's walking in, so, like, everybody saw him. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not good. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.